find it really interesting to reflect upon the pressure I feel when making a video like this. You can feel the pressure that you need to come up with a speech like um, Churchill's D-Day um, address or Martin Luther King Jr.'s uh, um, I Have a Dream speech. And you can feel this pressure to come up with something new or revelatory or some incredible insight into uh, what God's doing or how's he going to redeem it and how's he going to work it together for good. Some incredible download. And whilst it's true, God is going to work this together for good and God is going to redeem it and God is going to give the church upgrades through it. But the conclusion I've come to is that what I need to hear during times of chaos and what I need to hear during times of relative uh, normalcy are actually identical. That what I need to hear right now is Jesus's words spoken freshly to me, come away with me, come away with me to a quiet place and I will give you rest. What I need to hear again is that this relationship with God is incredibly profound, that a human being can relate directly with the creator and have conversations and hear his voice and be inspired and fortified and encouraged by him personally whenever I want. And there's no restriction or no limitation on how many times I can go away and be with him or how many times a day I can turn aside and recognise that he's always with me. Seasons like this, it's true, we need to grieve the the sense of loss. Yeah, we need to grieve the fact that we can't meet together, worship together, hear good news together, um, encounter God together, um, drink coffee together. These are good things, they're gifts from God and when we don't have them, you know what, it's okay to grieve the sense of loss of not having those things. But at the same time, there's an opportunity to step back and ask the question, is my relationship with God alive during this season of social isolation or is my personal relationship with Jesus only vibrant and only alive when I'm able to meet with other believers. In other words, does this season we're currently in expose a mindset that says I can only really meet with God when I'm in a meeting? Now, yes, there's something powerful about being in a gathering with other believers. But there's also something incredibly wrong if our conclusion is I can only meet with God 
when I'm in a gathering with other believers. See, this this season is a real amazing invitation to discover whether or not we have a mindset that God only visits us when we gather in corporate meetings or whether we have a mindset that is habitational, that God is with you and God is with me all the time, every day, whether I'm able to meet or whether I'm not able to meet. As a person, I actually find disciplines and routines really easy to stick to. But one of the things I noticed after social distancing came in was just how disorientating the whole situation was. Suddenly, for a number of reasons, all my routines kind of evaporated or evaporated overnight. Now, one of the reasons for that was um, um, immediately I wasn't well. So I, I wasn't well for the first kind of nine, ten days of the social distancing. Um, and secondly, um, we bought a new puppy, kind of this energetic baby furball who was waking up the same time as my kind of um, routine time with God. So I found the whole thing disorientating. And I think it's really important to, number one, be kind and compassionate with yourself. That If you're like me, a person of routine, and suddenly you find you've got no routines, speak to yourself like you would a really good friend. Be kind to yourself. Say, you know what, it's going to take a little time to adjust. And it's going to take a little time to find a new rhythm. But the other thing I found incredibly interesting was um, losing my routine and my disciplines for uh, a couple of weeks. Um, I found interestingly that my appetite to come away with Jesus and go to a quiet place and find rest, my appetite actually went down. And it's so true what Bill Johnson says, that that in the kingdom, you eat to get hungry. Now, in natural, you eat to, and you get full. But in the kingdom, the more you eat, the more you want to eat. And because I hadn't, in a sense, eaten um, spiritual food for a while, it was really interesting to note when I set the alarm and said, you know what, tomorrow I'm getting back into some rhythm, some routine, I'm going to meet with God. It was incredibly challenging and difficult. But you know what, God is so kind and so faithful. And on that first morning when I said, you know what, I'm not going to go by what I feel, whether I have an appetite to come away to a quiet place to be with Jesus or not. I'm just going to do it because I need to eat in order to get hungry. He is and he is so faithful and met me in that place. So what I would encourage you, if you find yourself in a situation, you feel, you know what, I don't know how to have a relationship with God in this current set of circumstances. My appetite has gone down. I feel spiritually lethargic. My encouragement would be 
go into your cell, as it were, that place where you meet with God, do that thing that you've always done, whether you feel it or don't feel it or have appetite or no appetite, just go there and hear Jesus's words, come up here or come away with me and you're going to find a place of rest. Now, in that place of stillness and quietness and rest, in that daily habit of, you know, recognising that God is with you, God is in you, in that daily uh, commitment to enjoy abiding and remaining in his love and uh, uh, setting aside time to be with him, he is going to speak to you. And he is going to tell you what you need to hear and what you need to know right now in this moment. He's going to whisper um, words of affection and words of kindness and words of love. And in this place of setting aside to be with him, you're going to find your tanks are remaining experientially full. Now, we know he's always with us and always near, but we don't necessarily enjoy the benefits of the reality that we are his habitat unless we deliberately turn aside to be with him and deliberately turn aside to draw upon him. So for some of us, this season, the greatest thing that's going to be redemptive in it for you is that you're going to discover, you know what, you're able to hear his voice, you're able to draw upon his goodness, you're able to be filled with all joy and peace in believing, and you're going to find that you've got overflow by the power of the Holy Spirit. And what I'd also recommend is, when you've been with Jesus and you've heard him speak to your heart, or you don't necessarily always uh in each time you set aside, come away with a um, clear uh, word, but you just know that it's done you good being with him. And uh, you, you know that just being still with him, that your spirit communing with his spirit, you know it's done you good, even if you can't necessarily put um, words to it. But there are also occasions, and we should expect them more often than maybe we do, where he says something to us that really um, impacts us and uh, teaches our heart how he sees, how he thinks and how he speaks. So what I'd encourage you to do is find a way of really drawing out all the nutrients from what you hear him say in those places and in those times of stillness and time of engagement with him. Um, think about how you can meditate upon it. Think about how you can mutter it. Think about how you can sing about it, speak about it. Think about it through the night when you wake up. What I personally do is when I um, hear his voice and uh, in those moments of stillness, Often it's a picture, often it can be a scripture, often it can be just a phrase. I want to go and draw and dig deep into it and think about it and meditate on it. And I do that by journaling and writing about it and prophesying over myself in it. Some people might say, aren't you being just a little self-indulgent? 
this is a time for us to be active and proactive and love looks like something. Isn't it just a little self-indulgent to say, I've only got one message and that's come away and be with Jesus? Isn't that kind of missing the reality of the chaos that people are experiencing? Isn't that kind of burying your head in the sand? People are really frightened and really fearful. What I'm saying is, the Bible says, may the God of all hope fill you with all joy and peace. When? When we believe. And that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In other words, when we are with Jesus, when we hear Holy Spirit whisper truth to our heart, when in those moments of personal and private connection and intimacy with him, we find ourselves being filled with all joy and peace. The verse then goes on to say that you might overflow hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to love the world really, really well. Love does look like something. And we need to be asking God, yeah, what does it mean for me? us as a community to love the world really really well what does it mean that the chaos the chaos in the world is the prime time of the kingdom remember that from graham cook's prophecy what does it mean that this is a prime time for kingdom advance well i think the answer to that question of what does love look like right now and how does love overflow by the power of the holy spirit that question cannot be answered in any other place than being alone with Jesus. Jesus knows what love looks like right now. He knows what you and what I are called to be and do in the world. He knows what our unique contribution of love is going to be. But we won't discover that by just trying to come up with good ideas and good solutions and good strategies and working really hard. We need to be filled with all joy and peace in believing. We need to recognise that God is with you and God is with me right now where I am. And we might be in a time of social isolation, but that doesn't stop God overflowing through us to the world. So I cannot think of anything that is more significant than this. Get alone with Jesus. Build daily routines of connection with Jesus. Be still and quiet before God. Come expectant that Holy Spirit is going to whisper truth into your heart. Be looking forward to times where you can just be with him. Times when you just commune with him. Enjoy your union with him. Enjoy intimacy and connection and relationship with him. Just enjoy being with him. Even if he doesn't speak anything particularly specific to you. Just look forward to being with Jesus. And when he does, and he often will, and he will increasingly be speaking to you about his heart for you and what love looks like through you. Meditate on it. Think about it. Journal about it. Pray about it. Look for ways to be 
obedient and steward that word really, really well.